Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome back to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Jelliff Russell, and this is episode number 50. Today is going to be a solo show, but I'll be looking back at some of my guests to kind of revisit some really great words of wisdom that they shared with us in their interviews. But first, let's jump into my personal update. So these last two weeks have definitely found me kind of slowing down and trying to find a sort of routine or rhythm that works with my more like traditional part-time position that I, I took not that long ago uh, while still managing my career coaching clients for Evergrowth Coach and to continue to write and publish urban fantasy books under J.J. Russell and Stevie Romance under another pen name. It's been a little busy, <laughs> but I've really been working these last few weeks at giving myself permission to sort of take time just for myself that doesn't involve work on any of my businesses, including farming um, or like general housework, like laundry or dishes or whatever, just to kind of give myself some time to breathe. But sometimes that can be really hard to do. So my usual default for like me time is to read. But ever since the pandemic started, I've really struggled to keep my attention on a book long enough to actually finish it. So to find another source of sort of me time, I bought myself an Oculus Quest 2 gaming system, which I don't know if you guys have seen those. They're basically like the closest thing to virtual reality out there, sort of. And I just got it two weeks ago, and while I still find it super fun, I definitely like still struggle to get myself to like actually take time to play it, right? There's this like sense of guilt if I'm doing that instead of working on something, you know, business um, or household-wise. I'm sure that many of you guys like also experience the same thing when it's hard to just step away from everything and enjoy doing something without feeling guilty for not doing something more productive. So sort of making myself take that me time, it's definitely still a work in progress, but I'm getting there. All right, on to celebrating episode number 50, you guys, of the Go Find Out podcast. All right, welcome to episode number 50. So I've actually been producing and hosting the Go Find Out podcast for a year now, which seems crazy. And somehow with the pandemic, as I'm sure that you can all relate, it was both the longest and somehow the shortest year ever, right? But I I wanted to do something fun for the 50th episode, and I decided to do a sort of throwback episode and highlight five previous guests whose interviews still really resonate with me. So, of course, feel free to go back and listen to the full episode for each guest, um, which I'll tell you the the specific episode that they're in um, for each guest. And then I've also dropped the links in this episode's show notes. So if you want to learn more about each guest or their services or just what they do in general or follow them on social media, then you can actually go to this episode's show notes and you can find the direct link to that kind of stuff as well. All right, so in no particular order, here are some snippets from five of my previous guests, as well as my thoughts on what they said. So number one is Crystalline Karaskakis, a visionary intuitive from episode number 11. Honestly, I think it's just being my true authentic self. Like there's an affirmation, what people think of you is none of your business. And that's so true, whether it's good feedback or bad feedback. As long as you don't compare yourself to other people, and I'm going to go back to following that inner GPS, I just want to say a story about uh, the affirmation board, which was so, so important that changed my life because I listened to my inner GPS. 
I live on a main corner of a street and there's a stop sign, nobody stops at it. They always go through it. They put me in danger every time I'm reversing out of my driveway with my family. I had an altercation with a man and then the next day I receive a message from my guides. I need to put a blackboard under the stop sign with an affirmation. That's all the information I got. So I honored that message and I listened to it. The next day I had an Ikea little blackboard. I put it under the stop sign and I wrote, it's not just a bad life, it's just a bad day. And then the next day another affirmation and another And it started rippling effect through the community where people were now stopping at the stop sign and paying attention and then getting inspired for the rest of the day. That's awesome. It it is phenomenal. It's been four and a half years. It's changed my life and many other people's lives. And that's all because I listened to that little voice. You know, so when you try not to control the outcome of things and sometimes you just let it be, then you're going to be pleasantly surprised. What Crystalline said here has really resonated with me, especially as a writer who gets book reviews, right, from readers. As much as I appreciate constructive criticism from my beta readers, I honestly try never to read any official book reviews that will make me like feel bad about my writing or my storylines. While it's exciting to have folks reading my work, those reviews are not for the writer. Those reviews are for other potential readers. So I really try not to look at that stuff. But I think the idea that what people think of you is none of your business definitely goes beyond the scope of being an author, right? It applies to everyday life and any decisions you make in your life. And in case you haven't noticed yet, I like to ask all of my guests whether or not they have dealt with naysayers when those guests talked about their goals to other people. Crystalline's answer was really one of the best answers that I have gotten on this show for that question. And I feel like it really reinforced the idea that we should go after the thing that our gut is telling us to pursue and not get bogged down in what other people think of us. Because like Crystalline said, what other people think of us is really not our business. I love it, you guys. All right, number two is from Megan Hanna, the founder of Two Chicks Cocktails from episode number 12. I find that when other people have asked me, you know, what's the best advice or what would you say? It's always stay so clear in your vision and release all attachment to how it's going to happen. Because the how I know for me, like I'm a very logical, regimented, bullet pointed type of person. I love a A plus B plus C equals D. The fact is that life is not like that. And so it's being able to be flexible and adapt and say, okay, well, I just, I still know where my end goal is. I know that without a shadow of a doubt, but I need to give up that it has to be, this is the path to go. Maybe this path is, you know, I don't believe in because a door closes, you kick it down. I believe when a door closes because there's a better, easier door for you. Mm. You just need to go that way. So that was definitely a big part of the journey and the lesson was keeping the vision clear and releasing attachment to the how. I really liked this point that Megan made. I think as a society, we all get so like caught up in the whole try, try again mentality that our automatic response when someone says that they've been trying and failing at something for years is just tell them like, just keep trying, right? Like it'll happen someday. But really, that's not helpful advice. Better advice is what Megan gave. If you're trying to do something, but you keep failing, it might be time to take a step back and either shift your methods or pivot to a slightly different goal. Number three is Gina Wagner, a kick-ass roller derby girl from episode number 17. 
So what would you tell somebody who is concerned about getting hurt playing roller derby? I would say I get hurt all the time walking into like a countertop or something. Like, <laughs> right? Get, like, if you're afraid of getting hurt in life, then there's a lot of things you won't do. So I would just say that if you train yourself appropriately and really prepare your muscle groups and keep your body balanced, there's a lot you can do to prevent injury. Oh, man. So this this is a big one. I took Gina's quote as not just encompassing getting physically hurt, which I am afraid of, um, but but also getting mentally hurt, right? Like there's a lot of fear around the idea of just putting yourself out there, whether it's taking up a new, more physical hobby or allowing yourself to be more like mentally vulnerable while dating or, you know, starting a small business and kind of putting yourself out there that way. Like, yes, you might get physically hurt with those more physical goals or, you know, mentally hurt from like opening yourself up to that or your business might fail, but you definitely won't succeed at any of those things if you don't gather your courage and put yourself out there in the first place. It's a scary thing to do, right? But it's so worth it. Number four comes from Dr. Jen Welter, the first woman to coach in the NFL and the first woman to play on a men's professional football team. And I interviewed her in episode number 31. So look at what it is that you want to do and find ways that you can develop elements of yourself and in the process, develop allies in your path because you don't necessarily know how they're going to circle around or who you're going to meet. But if you're limited, so will your reach and your contacts. You might in developing, you know, one element of self meet somebody who could open a door because they now know you and know how you work. And that networking part is very important. So the more inroads you can create, you want to do that. And that should also include whether it's volunteering or going to events and networking and doing those things like don't close it off, open it up because you can always later say, Yes, I can do that, but that's not what I want to do. If you don't know how to do it or the language that they speak, that has closed that opportunity for you. I love this. So it is really easy to say, oh, you know, I'm not good at that. And then ignore that thing or, you know, let others do it for you or just keep doing it terribly with the excuse that you're not good at it. But the thing is, if you know that you have a weakness, then it's up to you to see if you can develop better skills or abilities in that thing. And as Dr. Welter said, by working to develop those elements in yourself or working to improve some specific skill, it's possible that you'll develop strong allies during that self-improvement process. It's also possible that you'll find you either really like that thing or it might lead to the discovery of something else that you're really good at and enjoy. So rather than ignoring your areas of weakness, really look at them and see if there's something that you can do to get stronger in those areas. And honestly, if nothing else, from the career coaching perspective, being able to say that you know what your weakness is and how you've been working to improve yourself in that area is a really great answer to that dreaded interview question, what's your greatest weakness? And last but not least, number five is main guide and fly fisher Evelyn King from episode number 25. Well, that's a funny story. I met my husband when I was in high school and he was an avid fisherman and part of it was fly fishing, part of it was spin fishing, but definitely he got me interested then. And we would just go um, fly fishing in small streams and catch little tiny brook trout. But most of the time he would go off with his guy friends. And then once in a while I would go with him. And if there was no other gentleman around, 
I would fish and I would fly fish, but I was always kind of very much insecure about my skills, like mm. um, like we've talked about. So it, if ever we were on a pond and we were fishing and another canoe came up, it showed up and there were men in it, I would stop fishing and pull out my book and pull out a bottle of wine and, and sit in the bow, which was really lovely. And I never minded, but I wasn't about to show my skills to anyone else. And my husband, at that time, my boyfriend kept saying, you know, Evelyn, don't do that. You know, these guys aren't any better than you are. And, you know, nobody cares. You don't have to be able to cast well to fly fish. So definitely I felt like I was an imposter and it took a long time, but I finally did realize, you know, and I started to continue fishing when people showed up and every once in a while I'd catch a fish and when someone else wasn't and it just fed on itself, you know, I became empowered, but I think because he believed in me and, and kept encouraging me. So I can fully empathize with women that are intimidated to start. Mm. But on the other hand, I, oh, I so want to encourage people to, to do it, to not worry about who's around you and whether they know to fish or not. So not that I'm picking favorites, but this might be one of the top quotes from the Go Find Out podcast. And clearly this episode really resonated with a lot of other people since it's my most listened to episode. I think a lot of us really related to the idea of feeling like we're being watched and judged especially when we're trying something new that takes us out of our element. The thing is, when you first start out in something, no one cares what you're doing. And that might sound mean, but for me, hearing that no one cares was kind of freeing. Like with my writing, yes, I've published six books now, but I'm still not a big name author, guys, obviously, right? So if I make some mistakes or I need to change a book cover or fix a typo, it's really not that big of a deal because only my dedicated readers will know and they're not likely to judge me on it. No one cares. And that's a good thing sometimes. I feel like this also encompasses that first quote from Crystalline about how what other people think isn't your business. It's also similar to Gina Wagner's point about putting yourself out there. I think it's really important to remember that nobody is perfect when they first start a hobby or get into a sport. Sure, there's sometimes like that streak of beginner's luck, but that usually gets surpassed by those people who put in the hours of practice to get better at something. But you won't get better at something if you don't even try in the first place. All right, listeners, that is all that I have for this week. I am so excited that you guys have been with me all the way to episode number 50. I can't wait to produce the next 50 episodes with more amazing guests and hopefully some really great suggestions and advice that help you guys to go after your own goals. I hope that you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane. I would love to hear what episodes or even specific quotes have been your favorites. You can tweet them to me at GFO Podcast or message me on Instagram at Go Find Out Podcast. And don't forget to join me in two weeks when I interview YA fantasy author T.L. Christensen about her journey of becoming an author. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at GoFindOutPodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out. <laughs>